Good morning, everybody. This is your host, Rashad Gibson, episode number 32 of Gospel Thoughts. And just want to carry on our discussion that we've been having the last several days. You know, this morning, there's a couple of things that came to mind while I was in prayer. And and I'm going to try to um, break what was being downloaded in my mind this morning in prayer. But I just want to continue to um, to say that this whole um, crisis in our nation when it comes to the race issue, just like most other issues in our nation, they are being manufactured. This is not spontaneous. It is being manufactured. And I mean that. What I want to read to you guys um, is some, again, some hard data. Um, yesterday, I gave you some data about um, the last, well, in 2018, the amount of deaths in regards to white on white crime or white on white homicide and black on white homicide and black on black homicide and white on black homicide and that was just for the year of 2018 and it, it showed that pretty much that um, that blacks do kill more whites at least in that year um, actually doubled the amount of blacks killing whites as opposed to whites killing blacks in 2018 but today I said, you know what, let me let me just trace back this information for the last 10 years. You know, maybe 2018 was a fluke. And uh, what I discovered was it wasn't a fluke. It's it's generally the the normal trend. So what I did was I traced back all the numbers back to 2010 using the FBI data. And again, I'll put all the links in the show notes so you can see for yourself. And what I discovered was this. From 2010 to 2018, because 2019 hasn't been released yet as far as the data, but it's probably going to be about the same. But from 2010 to 2018, the amount of white-on-white homicides is 82%. Now... From 2010 to 2018, the amount of black-on-white homicides is 15%. Again, put that number in your back pocket. The amount of black-on-black homicides from 2010 to 2018 is 90%. And the amount of white-on-black homicides homicides over the last 10 years is 8%. So what can we ascertain from this? What can we conclude? Well, we can conclude that the white-on-white homicide rate is lower than the black-on-black homicide rate. The white-on-white homicide rate is 82%. The black-on-black homicide rate is 90%. And again, there are 
about 130 million more white people in this nation than there are black. So that is a huge problem. Nevertheless, and I didn't even give you the, the, the actual raw data, I'm just giving you percentages. But nevertheless, the black on white homicide over the last 10 years is 15%. So in other words, when we tally up numbers for homicides within the white community, black people are responsible for 15% of those homicides. That's a fact. That is a stone cold fact. And on the flip side, when it comes to white on black homicides, white people are responsible for 8% of all black homicides within the black community. So the black on white homicides is just short of being doubling that of white on black homicides for the last 10 years. And I made this point yesterday, and I think it's very important to make it today. If this is the case, why are we as black folks constantly, constantly being told that the white man is hunting the black man? Or the white man's out to get the black man. When we can look back over the last 10 years and say, no, it's actually been the opposite. It's just not true. It's, it's, it's not true on multiple ends. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to be a smart aleck. I'm saying this because these are the facts. We, sh we should all be after the truth and not headlines or lies that is being propagated by the mainstream media to get you all riled up and enraged to want to kill another person because of the color of their skin because you've been told a lie. We have to begin to look at this and say, number one, white people aren't as a threat as a bit, aren't as are a dire threat to a black man. That is a fact. Statistically speaking, those are facts. It's, it just isn't true. The opposite is true. The black man is more of a threat to the black man. And it could say also be true is the white man is more of a threat to the white man. Now, when we cross racial lines, yes, one could say, yeah, there is a higher rate. It's double the rate of a black man, or, or you could say it's double the chance of a black man killing a white man than a white man killing a black man or a black woman or whatever. Those are just the facts. And... I, I continually bring this up. This is over a 10-year span. So we know that these are just the averages. These are just the norms. This is just what happens year in and year out. But for some odd reason, 
we are just not told these statistics and they're readily, readily available. All you got to do is go to the FBI website. In fact, like I said, you, you're going to have this information in the drop-down box so you can see it for yourself. You can, you can do the numbers yourself. You can see the numbers yourself. And it should be sobering to us who are constantly being told lies. And I thought about it this morning and and I told my wife this last night. I think we're we are in a place in which truth doesn't even matter. Emotion overrides truth now. It doesn't matter if I'm believing a lie. I want to believe a lie. That's what is going on in a lot of people's hearts and minds. And I begin to think about this. And the Lord dropped this on me this morning. Well, a couple of things he dropped on me this morning. And one thing that was already placed in my spirit for a little while now. You see, the reason why I, I'm always trying to get to the bottom of, of, of the facts and the truth is because it's essential. This is spiritual warfare. This is spiritual warfare. Let me read to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And it says this. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting at verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to, to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And I'm going to stop there. There's a lot to say about that. You see, what's happening today is there is an argument. There is a lofty opinion being raised against the truth. That lofty opinion, that um, argument is that these killings that are happening on the television screen, whether it's by police, and I went through the stats of that yesterday, or by a random white individual, that this stuff only happens to black people. That black people are the only ones suffering at the hands of a white man being murdered or a police officer being murdered. That is the, that is the lofty opinion. That is the argument that is being raised by the mainstream media via the serpent. That, that is what is being projected. That is what is being disseminated. And it's a flat out lie. It's a flat out lie. But it's a well crafted lie. And they have crafted that lie by using their power to say, we're going to selectively report Stories that reveal black men being killed by white men, but we are not going to report or give you the information to tell you 
that actually there are more black people killing white people and there's more white people being shot down by police officers. We're not going to give you that information. We're just going to give you the information that we know is going to get you riled up. That is the lofty opinion. That is the argument. But the truth, the facts that God wants us to know is, no, it's the complete opposite. That, that this, is, this is not true. You're being lied to. Just like how the serpent was in the garden. He told Eve a half-truth and she fell for it. She, he told Eve, yeah, you can surely eat from the tree of good and evil because you're not going to die. And he was right. To a degree. Because when Adam and Eve ate from the tree, guess what? They didn't drop dead. But what happened was they became spiritually dead. That's what the serpent didn't tell them. He didn't tell them that they became spiritually dead. He didn't tell them that they were going to be separated from God. He didn't tell them that their, their descendants from here on out are going to be separated from God. He didn't tell them that. He left that side out. And the same thing applies with the fact when he said, you're going to know good and evil. Again, Adam and Eve, they were completely innocent before they ate, ate the fruit of the tree. They were totally innocent. Totally. However, after they ate from that tree of good and evil, what happened? They became, they, they began to know sin. Adam and Eve had a disposition very similar to that of Jesus before they ate of the tree of good and evil. They knew not sin. That is why Jesus is called, what, the second Adam. He knew not sin. And before Adam and Eve ate from the tree, they knew not sin. But when they ate from the tree and disobeyed God, they, became, they not only knew sin, they became sin. That is another thing that the serpent left out. He didn't tell them that. So we're, we, we, are, we are experiencing in our day when it comes to this race issue, a, serpent, a serpentine delusion, a serpentine lie, a serpentine complete manipulation tactic strategy to get people to think the complete opposite of the truth. And people are being sold down the river on this delusion. And to a degree, I do, I, I'm starting to think that this is, this is an aspect of the great delusion that's talked about in Second Thessalonians. How God's going to send a strong delusion. And this looks like an aspect of that delusion. I think there's other aspects as well. But this may be one aspect that there's going to be a whole community of people believing a lie. Because you know how I know that? Because there will be people that will listen to this podcast and even though they hear these numbers and even though they heard the numbers yesterday about how there's more um, white folks being shot down by the police than black folks, it doesn't even matter. 
It doesn't matter because emotionally they're already invested. And not only emotionally, they're already invested to believe the lie. I think it's it's far deeper than that. I believe that this is a delusion by the spirit or a spirit or spirits of racism that people have inside of them. You know, one thing I thought about this morning, I said, I really feel that on, on the African-American side of things, there's a great number of people that even if they're told the truth about what is explained, they still want to hold on to, to the narrative because it's part of their identity. In other words, there are, there are black folks who take a lot of pride in holding on to the victim mentality. Holding on to this false narrative that white men are out to get them. It has become a cultural thing. And as I said yesterday, it's very similar to that of how cults, C-U-L-T-S, how cults are formed. You will have one charismatic leader or multiple charismatic leaders like a David Koresh or a Jim Jones. And they have the ability to manipulate people to get them to do what they want them to do. And people will do all types of strange things in thinking that this person is like a god or he's just, you know, some type of special prophet or whatever. And they will follow these people to the ends of the earth like they followed Jim Jones down to Guyana and they end up drinking Kool-Aid and die in the end. But what is happening with black folks, what is happening with African-Americans is we have believed this this myth, this lie that that white folks are out to get us. They're going to kill us all. Or, you know, we see black men being killed on the the television screen, but we don't think the same things happen to white folks, even though it is at the same rate or a little bit even higher. And we begin to just believe just the one-sided story and it's all we know. And then when we're faced with truth and facts of the matter, we don't want to hear it. And then I'll be called Uncle Tom or whoever or Coon or whatever. And then we just continue on this path of just being angry. And the whole time, you're really believing a lie. And within all of this, it's psychological and it's spiritual. We'll get to the spiritual part more deeper in a minute. The psychological part leads us to believe because now it's in our heads. So now every time I see a white person, I have these thoughts run through my mind like, man, they're out to get me. And then the white person now, they're having their thoughts in their mind like, man, you know, what do I do? Or, you know, what's, you know, I don't know how to even approach this because now they're working on eggshells. And then there are some white folks who are racist. But I think the white folks who are racist are probably the minority that's within the white community. You know how I know that? The reason why I know that is basically because, again, and I said this a couple uh, a couple of podcasts ago, because we we have elected a black president, a liberal black president, two terms. Eight years, Barack Obama was elected. So that tells me that, and again, the majority of this nation 
is made up of white folks. So for him to win, to him, first of all, for him to even be a candidate should tell you something. But for him to win the presidency is another thing. So nonetheless, as I come back to what I'm saying. So this idea that the white man's out to kill black people and, you know, the things that things that happen to us doesn't happen to them. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. And it's the opposite because black folks kill more white folks than white folks killing black folks. And that's a historical thing over the last 10 years. So why is this? Why, why, why do we as black folks continue to hold on to these myths, to these lies? Why do we? And a part of it is, a part of it is, in fairness, we just don't know the facts. We just don't know. We have been brainwashed. We have been programmed. We have been manipulated. So we don't know the facts. So we're, we're responding to what we do know. And what we do know, by and large, is one side of the story. And that's been done intentionally to get you to be in the place where you're at at this very moment. So that's one side of the story. The other side, as I just mentioned a second ago, is... There, there is a segment within the African-American community that does not want to let go of this narrative. Part of it is, I think about groups like the NAACP, the Black Caucus, Black Lives Matter. Essentially, this is how they make a living. There has to be racism. If there isn't any racism, then they go out of business. There's no need for them. So this has to be perpetuated. Now, there, there will always be an element of racism, of course, because again, as I said before, there are sinful be we are sinful beings living in a fallen world. So there will always be an element of racism. But there are some people who actually get paid off of the race card. That's how they make a living. So you have that element at work, and then you have another Related element at work is that people just do not want to let this go due to it being a part of their identity. So that's primarily what's going on within the black community. But then then on the other side now, the white folks, very similar. There are white folks that do not know the truth. The statistics I just read, they don't know about that because they, they haven't been told it. Unless you go digging for the information, you're not going to be told it. So there's, there's, there's a segment of white America that does not know the truth about what's going on. They may perceive it, but they don't know it concretely or they may not even think about it. The same thing happens. They, they see what's going on TV. They see what's on CNN. They see what's on MSNBC. And then they react. So there's a segment of white America like that, but there's another segment. Then this is more of a, a more of a recent or a recent phenomenon of what I'm seeing is now 
a lot of white folks are really buying into this whole idea that, oh man, you know, our black, our black brothers and sisters, they're being victimized and this, that, and the third. And we had white people got to stand up to this racism that's going on and, and all this other stuff. And we're white privileged and they want to guilt trip more and more white people to believe the narrative. So you have that segment going on. And don't get me wrong. Yes. All racism should be challenged and abolished. It should be definitely dealt with. But the narrative that's being put out is a false narrative. Within that particular segment is this as well, though. Well, I think it's within this segment and another segment. The reality is this, white folks are somewhat put in a corner because if they do not speak that way, it will be automatically assumed that they are racist. So they almost have to speak that way because if not, you're going to be labeled a racist. If you don't go along with the narrative, you're going to be labeled a racist or you're going to be labeled Uncle Tom. That's the way it is. This is how you know that at the very roots of this whole thing, it's demonic. Because people are being bullied into submission, into believing the narrative. That's how Satan works. That's how the serpent works. That's how demons work. That's not how God works. He's not going to bully you into believing this. Especially when you know the facts are the facts. When the facts speak opposite of what you're being told, God is a God of truth, not lie. So let's talk about that for a moment. So here it is. As I said a second ago, if a white person, be a white liberal or a white person in general begins to say, you know what, I'm not believing this narrative, they will be labeled a racist. They will be labeled out of touch. They will be labeled everything in the book. Because now culturally and trendy, this is how you're supposed to think about this issue. That is why there's a lot of white pastors drinking the Kool-Aid. A lot of them. Because they're bullied. They're being bullied. You better go along with this or you're going to lose your reputation or you're going to be labeled a racist. But there's some, there are some pastors that actually believe the narrative. I think that's even, that's even far worse. They believe it. Even think twice about it. They're that easily that they're that easily emotionally.